0: Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part Two, one biff punching minute at a time. I'm Nick Amenas in the news.
1: And I'm Scott Corelli, and joining us once again is from the Flux Capacity cast Guy Hutchinson and John Galbo. Welcome.
2: Thank yeah, you. Glad to
0: be here. And today we are going back to minute number 82, which begins with Marty having an, an almost William Shatner level reaction to uh french pornography and uh ends with um that classic um punch to the face that was uh such a such a great part of the first movie and we get to see it again
1: in a different (laughs) edit or in other words it ends on stock footage Um, sure (laughs) stock footage of the first movie (laughs) why not um yeah, this this began this this starts with uh with the line, the the line that uh you know is probably one of the most memorable lines of the second movie, uh, God, which is my favorite
3: line in the movie. That's it. Which is
1: which is Marty uh Marty just flipping through the book going "Ooh
2: la la! <laughs> ooh la la! <laughs> ooh <Ooh-la-la>. um, la! <laughs> crescendo of ooh la la. That should be my ringtone.
3: It's got <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of his version of of you 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 did it. You uh, I've never seen He's, the original.
2: You, the what from Planet of the Apes? Yeah, yeah. From Planet of the Apes, of the Apes. <laughs> blew it up. You yeah. goddamn maniacs! <laughs> this is a I, really uh, good
0: week for Marty so far. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it is. I like the payoff of the dust jacket. We heard the woman mm-hmm. in the shop in 2015. Mm-hmm. Shand- on the the uh, dust jacket. So, oh right, the, the
0: because I mean, we, we were it. making fun of that moment when it happened. Maybe that was kind of the reason for it. Yeah, they
2: wanted to make sure that we knew that there was a dust jacket on that book. Mm-hmm. God, 2015 feels like so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it feels like, like two why is he talking ago. about that other movie? Oh right, that yeah, was no, one. that's
1: yeah. that's exactly. I was like, yeah, we've. I mean, we're like three movies away from that now, and no, no, that was. Oh, my God. So, dude, that was this movie. Wow. What a journey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if uh, if you look out the window um, behind Marty from Strickland's office, you can see that the the cars are actually parked on the lawn of the school. Uh, they didn't because of for logistic for logistical reasons, they actually didn't shoot this at the school parking lot. So they just pretended that the lawn was a parking lot. And so you can see there's huh. like paved areas and then grass areas, but the cars for the most part are all parked on the grass.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. They did a good, they do a good job of covering it up though. Um, I yeah. mean, obviously there's that car that's just like parked in like a, like a grassy median, yep. but, um, but the, uh, I don't know. You get distracted because you see a lot of cars, right. and 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 the car that we're paying the most attention to is on pavement. Mm-hmm. So it works. It,
3: yeah. As a, as a media production major, um, it's all about framing. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but
1: yeah, that's uh, I, I love Marty backing away in horror from not the thing that's in his hand and I'm like you can't back away from a thing you're holding Marty <laughs> you can't let it go <laughs> you got to let go of it first um like, but what? uh yeah I mean most of this uh most of this scene is that same shot of him backing away um we talked about this a lot last week uh is, um is, uh love of like kind of, of simple oneers and it's all about framing uh mm. for him and and yeah we just from that shot of him backing away uh toward the window, we just kind of like hang out in that shot because yeah. then we we pull focus to what's going on outside mm-hmm. while Marty's talking to Doc on the on the yeah. um, walkie-talkie.
0: And yet we're able so, to mine so much great comedy from just you know like the 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 choreography that goes on inside the camera, you know from like the mm-hmm. joke of like, "I have no idea where he is. it could be anywhere, and you know we clearly see biff and
1: and and George, you know what I mean, like yeah, it's, right, there's so many that that visual joke is used in other uh, movies and shows a lot where, where the thing they're looking for is like behind them or sure. out a window mm-hmm. or whatever, or, or just like the visual gag of like something else going on outside while you're inside. Like I, I remember uh, specifically, there's that episode of Buffy in the seventh season where uh, we just, we, we just cut to the principal in his office, the new principal. And, uh, he's just like doing paperwork or whatever, and outside the window, like Buffy shows up and she's got like a bazooka and she's gonna like shoot the bazooka, and then Spike comes out of nowhere and stops her. And we never go outside; we just see them fighting out the window <laughs> while while the principal is just like doing doing work, yeah. you know, paperwork.
3: Among the other things that Buffy. It's was it's it's was been a long time, thing. but I I vaguely remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Buffy had some really really great just slapstick physical comedy you know yeah
3: for sure but like specifically
1: like the window gag you know
0: absolutely yeah but like never now that i'm thinking about it like you know like there is like you know you remember the heavy moments from that show absolutely but like there were some just you know hilarious things that would happen i mean like the like one of my favorite uh like like visual jokes is like when that one a when that one monster is like berating buffy and like in the magic store, about like you're gonna die alone, you don't have any friends, and Buffy just like leaps on her, uh, leaps on him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Season, <laughs> season six, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we get the uh, we get to see the scene from the first movie played out, uh, over Marty's shoulder while he's talking to Doc, um, and I, I just I love the idea of him just be like, I have no idea where he is. He could be anywhere. And I'm like, dude, like do he, you he was yes not know what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And it just it goes back to, you know, we are love or we love Marty because he's he's
1: just he's not the sharpest
0: tool in the shed. <laughs>
1: he's he well, he can be, but like when he's stress when he's stressed out, like a lot he loses a lot of his intelligence as a character. Like all of us. Yeah, right. Exactly. And he's just – he's not thinking straight because he can't because he's so stressed out about what's going on. Um, and
2: so <laughs> he's still I just really from, love that.
0: still suffering from the ooh-la-la discovery. <laughs>
2: <You're right. laughs> Here's something I want to point out. At about uh, 45 seconds into this minute, we see uh, Jeffrey Weissman now playing uh, George McFly. And they frame the shot so that the the blinds are right across where his face would be. So we don't see his face. I'm, I'm kind of baffled by this. And I've been confused why they were so afraid to recast... Crispin Glover, but they recast Jennifer. They got her all over the movie. I mean, you see her face (laughs) with no concern about putting her face in the beginning of the film, but then Jeffrey Weissman, they're hanging him upside down. They're putting prosthetics on his face and shooting. I I think it's because, I mean, uh, for two reasons. Number one, I
1: think George was a much more iconic, uh, iconic character in the Mm -hmm. first film. And two, with this specifically, we are replaying that movie in a way that is meant to be interacting with the first movie, and oh, so if if George didn't look like George did in the first movie, I think a I, I think a lot of our I don't know I, just our our believability like would kind of go out the window as far as like what's going on here.
0: Right. Yeah. Like you know, it would uh, almost feel like like breaking the rules. Yeah. I
3: feel, I feel like also. Uh, You know, they the two characters were recast for two different reasons. I mean, I I could be wrong, but I think Crispin Glover just said no, correct?
1: Well, I it was more complicated than that. I mean, he 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 was a monster, as far as
2: (laughs) I've heard. So, I went to his live show, and his explanation for it was different. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, you got to see his live show,
2: but oh, man, he isn't explained... this
0: where he like murders rats live on stage or something? No,
2: <laughs> no. he reads some short stories and shows some films he made. Um, but he he articulated it in a way that seemed very believable to me. Um, he said that it wasn't that he asked for more money than Michael J. Fox. What happened, he said, was that the other actors from this film. All went on after the first film to do some high-profile projects. Uh, I think uh, Thomas F. Wilson did like April Fool's Day, and I think Leah Thompson might have done, might have done casual sex between these two films. Well, oh. like- luck howard the duck but so they did these these much higher profile films that bombed but it brought it. their profile up and he didn't i think he did ruben and ed in between this so he did he he did not you know work on other high profile movies in the meantime so he said that they felt that his worth as a performer hadn't gone up, and they offered him uh, a much lower amount than they were—they were increasing everybody else's salary—and he said so. His agent went back with another offer. He said his agent would have never asked for more money than Michael J. Fox. He said it's just absurd to—you know you had a real agent that wouldn't have done that. Um, but he said that they came back with a second offer that was lower than their initial offer, which is just insulting. So he—he he walked away from it um and he ended up suing them and and winning cuz uh and changing uh, the laws about how you're able to like impersonate a an mm. actor in a film
3: that was that was a gag on if anyone remembers the clerk's animated series <laughs> they uh there was a outbreak uh episode and mm-hmm. uh Randall from the shop is like he's picturing Al Pacino from Outbreak and they and a uh, voice guy comes on he's like because uh, we can't uh because we couldn't approve Al Pacino's likeness we will replace him with Dustin Hoffman or or vice versa i forget what it was
1: it would have been vice versa cuz D- Dustin yeah, Hoffman yeah, was in yeah, yeah. right right um but uh yeah yeah i i, I yeah i although i don't know i f- i feel like i don't i think that was just a gag because i i don't uh likeness rights with movie stuff is a little murky as far as like, if you're doing a parody, I think you can do what you want, which sure. is how they do likenesses in like tiny Toons and Animaniacs yeah, or, all the time.
2: Or mm-hmm. any uh, of those old Leslie Nielsen movies where yeah. I, I
1: think as long as it's parody, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Unless um, it's on YouTube. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, they had to do that to make this movie work and uh, I would have been interested to see what the version of the movie was going to be, uh, where Crispin Glover was going to be in the whole thing. Um,
2: yeah, but yeah. I don't. So I don't. I mean, don't know. you know,
0: she's Leotone, George and Lorraine are in the film in equal share. I want to say at this point, right? Is, would you say that's fair to say? I mean, other than
2: she got an other action. than
1: yeah, she has that dress scene,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: Which is which which which, you know, George doesn't have a dress scene. He uh If only he had. <laughs> if only he had a dress scene.
0: Sure. Did they just recreate that scene from Psycho.
2: <laughs> um he's just talking to himself. He's like, although I'd rather see me and nothing at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh now I'm just picturing that scene from Signs of the Lambs. Um or that scene from Clark's too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that, that too. Uh, yeah, so so I, I love the moment where Marty puts it all together. Like he hears his mother shout, and then he gets he's like, "Wait a minute! I know what's going on. I know exactly where he is." My old man's about to deck Beth, which which he's so pumped about because he didn't get to see it last yeah, he's time. So
0: excited,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. Can I ask uh, a question? Sure. Yeah, and it's probably a stupid one.
1: there
0: are
2: no such things Uh,
3: why why are the people hanging around in the back is that deliberately it seems like they're just like waiting for the next scene
2: no i think they're i think people see that you know a a tussle's gonna go down there's a rumble happening you know i mean but they're not even facing them
1: oh i think they're just I, i i what i assume is that They just walked outside, like, you know, like, okay, what are we going to do? The dance is over. What are we going to go do?
0: Like, after plans, like, hey, are we going to the In and Out? Are we going to to lose Diner? Are we right? And then they
1: hear the scuffle and they're like, oh, oh, I've got some entertainment for the evening. Let's go Um, check this out. You guys want to watch George die? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) maybe. Um and then they wander over there cuz i mean the thing is we didn't see this scene from this angle and there were people surrounding them when George punches Biff so there needed to be people outside so i think they're just trying to set up establish that there were just people outside
0: That's right. true yeah because we do have that great like you know like crowd reaction when you right know, when the kiss happens
1: Right a great moment Um so uh yeah I really like that. I I I am still every time I see the back of, uh, of Back to the Future Two George, I I always am, I, I remember what his face looks like, and I it it terrifies me all over again. Um, <laughs> that uh that makeup, <laughs> woo, scary, creepy, like,
0: like the bad guy in Smoking Aces.
1: Oh man, it is it's some scary stuff. Um. But, uh, yeah, I don't, um, I don't really have anything else for this minute. What do you, what do you guys got? You guys have anything?
2: I think that's it. No, I can't State. think of anything. Either. Okay.
0: Well, if you'd like, you could always visit our website at DuelingGenre.com. We can, um, you can leave a comment. We always have great discussions and conversations, you know, keeping going, you know, stuff that we missed, stuff that we didn't talk about or, you know, sometimes our, our listeners very politely and very helpfully correct us whenever we're, uh were wrong about anything. And, um, you know, those comments are the fuel to the fire of our Back to the Future No Roads Weekend Edition, which literally only exists because of you guys and your financial and emotional support. So keep sending those uh, comments and or and or emails uh, contact at back to the future minute dot com. It just makes the podcast that much more fun because it you know, if, if it, it, I, I kind of liken it to like our like Mary Marvel Martian society, it's like our it's like our clubhouse episode, you know, um, and uh, you can tweet us at B T T F minute. Uh, we love getting um, like just, you know, like if, if something funny is happening with anything back to the future related, we love sharing that and getting it. And, you know, we love hearing from listeners that, you know, like are way behind or you know watching the first movie and listening to the first season of the show it's just it's it just it makes it all worth it uh hearing from you guys and uh tumblr bttfminute.tumblr.com. uh i haven't been going on tumblr that much and i'm kind of happy for it because apparently you bastards are spoiling harry potter and the curse of child for people who haven't read it yet Oh, and, uh, <laughs> and i'm not saying it's our did, listeners did, but did uh, steve uh, kill dumbledore again yeah he killed him again uh oh.
1: They literally spoil everything on Tumblr the second that it happens.
0: Yeah, they're all they're all pieces of shit, and they should die. But not our listeners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> our listeners are great.
0: Uh, Facebook, like us on Facebook. Uh, join our Deep Breath Back to the Future Minute Preservation Listener Preservation Society. Uh, it's our Facebook group where we have. Just additional dialogue and discussion. Uh, iTunes, leave a review on iTunes, which is, as always, the chattest thing you can do for a podcast. And speaking of podcasts, you can listen to our other shows, The Doctor's Companion, which we co-host with uh, Cassandra Fredrickson. And we review classic and eventually new episodes of the science fiction institution, Doctor Who. And speaking of institutions, our show Geek by Night is back. Uh, we are so proud of it. Uh, Cassandra directed the the, the ever-loving shit out of Ghost Story, and uh, the Scots, Tofty, and, and Scarelli did some great, great post. I'm just so pumped about that story, and i um, pumped for the future, too. And you can help us out by going to duelinggenre.com slash support. That's where you can find links to our Patreon, hit the donate button, and get yourself some merch. Get yourself some t-shirts with our awesome logo drawn by Kevin Ziegler on it. And uh, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, the one, the only... Uh, leaper182 and we will be back for you guys on Wednesday
2: bye